two had like a really good relationship. No, as far as that goes. Yeah, all of this actually leads up to that because when you start to, when you look at the woman that is out here, uh, you know, I guess being sexually um, promiscuous. Promiscuous, yes. It's 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 a it's almost a, a fact that most of these women don't have their fathers in their in their lives. Um, most of these women who have gotten to the point where they are you know, out here dancing, stripping, you know, they're dancing for money, they're dancing for who knows whatever else, trips and cars and getting their bills paid and all this other stuff. Like, this is a, a result of not having a father in, in a lot of cases. And even if they did have a father, it's not one who is active in their life. Um, for me, it was the complete opposite. I still, to this day, don't know anyone who has just grown up with just their father. I'm sure there are plenty of gentlemen out there who've grown up with just their father, but as far as my life goes... Damien Eason, the person you gave a shout-out to. Yeah, yeah. He, he can join in this conversation. I wish he would, but it's his birthday today. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Damien. I mean, and, and that's the thing. And it's, it's like, rare. It's rare. It's fascinating when it's the father that's bringing up their, their children. And... Unbelievable. When I tell people, they just don't even believe that that was the case. But my father raised me. Um, yeah, I grew up with my grandmother. She was around. My mother was around. Um, but that was only in the early years. As far as me going to from middle school up into college, it was just my pops. And he was the one that was there. He was the one that made sure that I had what I needed. I didn't. I didn't get caught up in the wrong things with the wrong people. I literally lived across the street from my school. People would would walk to my house after school. And it was a rule that nobody could be there when he wasn't there. And he didn't come home until, you know, 7, 8 o'clock at night. So I'm I'm at the house by myself with a task. I have things to do. My father was in the Air Force. So if there was something that was supposed to be done, it had to be done. There was no, I didn't get a chance to do it or I didn't do it the right way. It was none of that. There was... There's a lot of discipline. There was a, it was more so expectation. Um, and growing up with a father, and for those of you that have fathers in your life, you realize that you respect them out of fear sometimes. You know, you're afraid that you're going to get hurt. You're afraid that it's not going to go the way you anticipated if you don't do what he said do. Um, so my respect for my father was, was a growing respect, but a lot of it was out of the fear of, of you know, being in trouble. And who knows what comes along with trouble, you know, being in trouble. It could be a whooping. It could be being grounded. It could be something taken away from me. But I was involved in so many things. The fear of having something taken away or me not being able to go participate in the thing would be enough to keep me disciplined. Um, Or, you know, you don't want to get hit with that belt because he did do that too. So, um, but having that... You know, he didn't miss a track meet, a basketball game, a, a band recital. He didn't miss a speech. He didn't miss nothing. It, and even if he had to drive eight hours to another state to, to be there to see it, he was there. You know, to have that kind of support is, you know, like I said, it's unbelievable. Um, to the point now where he's one of my best friends. I tell him everything. Like, we can sit on the phone for hours and talk. And, you know, it's just a different relationship with my mother. Mother, we talking about five, ten minutes, and she's good. So my dad, we can have an open-ended conversation with nothing on the agenda, and the conversation just flows because 
we connected like that. He's been a he's been a very integral part of my life for a long time, and to have a relationship with your father um, is almost a is almost unheard of. You know, so I cherish the relationship I have, and I understand what he's what he's afforded me the opportunity to to, to be. You know, um, a lot of the, the things that I've accomplished in my life have come from discipline that was instilled in me from him. You know, um, a lot of times as an athlete, you train for, for years to have a minimal improvement. Um, and a lot of people don't realize the stress, the, um, I guess, the, the pressure that is put on an individual that's an athlete um, to become better every year. It doesn't stop. It's all one year. If you did great, that's fantastic. But the following year, you better be better than you were the previous year. It doesn't stop. It's a it's an ever uh, ongoing effort to become the best version of yourself. And it's crazy because I, I look at what I do now, and, and I you know I sell luxury vehicles and sales is commission. It's it's all about competing. It's, this is all about how do you show up on that day. If you're ready that day, you could actually execute and, and you can sell a vehicle um, and you can make some money. But if you don't, then you get nothing and you go back to the drawing board. And the funny thing about car sales is that every single month you wipe the slate clean and you start over again and you become the best version of yourself this month. Um, this is nothing new for me. This is something that I've, I've, been, I've been groomed to be. Um, and it starts with the, the discipline in the home. It starts with knowing that there are certain things you're just not going to do in this house. And there are certain things that you're not going to do outside of this house because you also represent me even when you're not here. Um, understanding that, that is a, a, a staple in the relationships that I have with people. Um, the, the, I guess, making sure that I am who I am at all times. Being, being the best version of myself in all situations, unapologetically is what I strive to be because sometimes we shrink when we get around other people that are so-called quote-unquote powerful. Sometimes we shrink when we get into a, a room of people and, you know, we are the least credentialed out of the room. You know, sometimes we shrink when we're unprepared and the opportunity presents itself and instead of raising a hand and standing up tall, we, we shrink. And in those situations, I just always remember my father telling me, you know, go do what it is you came to do. We didn't come all the way up here for you to shrink. You know, we didn't drive all the way this far for you to lose. Go out there and do what you came to do. And that is a part of my everyday life, you know, because sometimes we face, we face difficulties. You know, one of the hardest decisions I had to make was where do I go for school? I was getting shoeboxes full of, of scholarships to run track. I had shoeboxes full. I was stacking them up in my closet, shoeboxes full. Could go wherever I wanted to. And, you know, looking at logos, looking at colors, looking at where it was in the in the country. Is it hot? Is it cold? Looking at the players that were already there. Is it a well-known team? Am I going to get publicity? I was looking at all these different factors. I was even looking at the type of girls that were at the school. I was looking at all these different factors as to where I wanted to go to school. And the one thing my father told me is, you need to go where it feels right. And I bet you he doesn't even remember saying this, but he told me you need to go where it feels right. 
And out of all these letters that I got, mind you, I'm getting letters, you know, every other day. And a lot of these letters are typed up, and they even have the signature of the coach stamped on the letter. It's not even his real signature. It's a stamp. So I'm getting these letters, and it's just like, it's like a little, I don't know, it feels fake. Like, these weren't really, they, nobody was really trying to recruit me. This was uh, this was protocol. You know, you've got an individual that's good out in Florida. Why don't y'all send them a letter? So they would just manufacture this letter that was already pre-typed, and the coach would stamp his signature on it. And they, would, they were sending that out to people. And that's what I was getting. I was getting hundreds of these letters. And then one day, I got a letter from Middle Tennessee State University. Like in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Never heard of it. About 30 miles outside of Nashville. It was a handwritten letter from Coach Dean Hayes. Now, the name Dean Hayes I had heard of before because he was the one that was coaching a lot of the Olympic athletes. So a lot of the people we were seeing on TV in the Olympics, they were training in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And so I knew who he was and I knew of him. But I didn't expect him to write me a letter, especially after I had been getting all these letters from these other, you know, colleges that were typed out with stamp signature. This dude wrote me a letter. And I could tell that he was a little older because the letter, the all the words were like squiggly, like you know, like he was shaking a little bit, a little Alzheimer's or something. But I got a I got a written letter from a guy that had a hard time writing letters. And I got a signature, a real signature. On a real piece of paper, not not no, you know, printer paper. This was on a, a loose leaf paper with lines on it. You know, like he ripped this out of his notebook wow. and wrote a that meant something to me. Out of all of the things that I was looking for, I remember what my dad told me. He said, Do what feels right. You gotta do what feels right for you. Not what looks right, but what feels right. You know, so I decided to go with Middle Tennessee State. And a lot of it was because of his influence. I even took him with me. And it's crazy. I, I get up there. We go, we're go. we taking a tour of the college. And we get up there. And, and it's like I got my friend with me. It's like I took my best friend with me to show him what I was about to do next. This is the journey that you helped me get to, this result here. And I'm about to take this journey on next. And it was, it was a proud thing for me to have him with me. Um, but it was even cooler when we're sitting in the office and, and the head coach, Dean Hayes, he tells me, Instead of a four-year scholarship, I'm going to give you five years scholarship. And we both looked at each other like, <laughs> I never heard of five-year scholarship before, but I'll take it. You know, so not only did, did, did the situation put me in a better situation once I decided to do my research and, and you know, figure out how I fit in in this equation, um, but it, it also catapulted me throughout my entire you know, professional career. It gave me the... The, the necessary tool set in order to be the best me and a part of I guess a part of being who I am and being the best me is is finding a way to be courageous even when you are uncertain you know, and a lot of that has to do with your, my previous experience and the things that I've learned along the way the little things that I keep in my head so I almost wanted to write a book of just quotes because I have all these quotes that I just have in my head that whenever life presents itself the way it does sometimes um, and you don't know what to do, you know, one of these quotes will pop up in my head and it could be from a number of people, but a lot of times it's from either my grandmother or my father, you know, because they instilled such um, hardcore discipline in me that I could be without them and still do what I needed to do. 
because a lot of times that's you know you're traveling and you're you know you're in a different state every weekend you're competing sometimes you know everybody can't come so you don't have the support system so you've got to remember what they've instilled and to this day I'm 41 years old I'll be 42 on the 29th of this month and still to this day like I keep those quotes in my head I don't forget them I don't forget those experiences because it is what my seed was planted in they provided for me the environment to grow they did not hinder me they did not hold me back they did not think that I'm weird because I'm thinking thoughts that maybe I shouldn't think when I'm, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, thinking that I can do things that maybe most people haven't accomplished yet in their 20s or 30s, but I know I can do it. They didn't hold me back. They didn't let the limitations of their beliefs keep me from being the individual that I am. Because now I teach them. Now I'm calling my mom and I'm calling my dad and I'm teaching them things that I've learned that they didn't get the opportunity to. You know, so we we just at a point where when you start to sum all this stuff up, you really realize that the environment that you're in creates the individual that you are. And when you're not planted in the right environment, you've got people who are not taking the time to take care of you and cultivate the growth that you're about to ensure, then you, you could end up like a weed and just grow a little bit and get stagnant and hang out in the wrong places and be with the wrong people and expect the wrong things from the right people, you know, and you can find yourself all mixed up. So at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and to wrap this all up, you know, the relationships that we have, they come from understanding who we are. And the better you understand yourself, the healthier your relationships will be, the richer your relationships will be. You know, sometimes you uh, you got some people who make, like, baked cakes. You know, I got this lady that I used to go to all the time. She would bake cake. And I could only eat a couple of bites of her cake. Her cake was just too rich. It, was, it wasn't too sweet because I liked it. But it was just the right mix, but you could only take a little bit. You can't eat a whole piece of cake, not from her. And sometimes people are that way. Sometimes people are just so rich. They're just so... Uh, compacted with love they have so much on them that you can't you can't take a bunch from them and and these people know that they have this ability and so they give out in ration you know you, sometimes you have to learn to do that because you can't be too much for some people so with all that being said understand who you are understand yourself to the best of your ability because that's what gives you the opportunity to maneuver in this world in a way that nobody else can. We're all unique. You know, we all have a unique signature and, and we want to impress that upon the world. And doing so allows us to, to actually see what it is that we've become. After we've done something, then we can step back and we can look at it and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. I've come a long way. Um, and, I, and I've definitely come a long way. I said 42 years and a couple of days here. And, uh, I'm proud to be where I am in life. There's a lot that has gone on that has got me here, but it's, it's all due to someone cultivating my seed. So I appreciate everybody for listening. This is uh, Free Thought Society with your boy, Rob is Rich. Don't forget, every Sunday, we got artist to artist. It's every single Sunday. We got Ovati Views on here. 
every first Sunday. Sabbath. Every first Sunday? Oh yeah. She not she not ready. She don't want none, Miss Lisa Michelle. She don't want it. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's so artist. busy doing art and everything, so she can dedicate first the first Sunday to all the people. There we go. So first Sunday, y'all want to check go. out Lisa Michelle, the artist doing a great interview. And then we've got Ovasi Hughes every second Saturday with Gigi the Storyteller, you know, giving you a piece of her mind as she does so eloquently. <laughs> and you guys can find me out on Instagram, Facebook, under Rob is Rich. Check me out. Uh, I've got some big things coming up down here in South Carolina. Club Brass is going to be uh, every single Friday. We're going to have live music down at Club Brass. So if you know how to play, know people that can play, or you just want to come out and vibe out to some good music, please, down here in Greenville, South Carolina, look up Club Brass. used to be the old Brass Monkey. We are rearranging and changing things so we can uh, bring some uh, grown and sexy to the city. So if you love live music, tap in with me, Robert Rich, on all social media platforms. Thanks again for listening. This is Rob is Rich and Free Thought Society. Peace. Yeah. What a beautiful morning. Woke up to some recording. Of you, homosexually telling me you would never leave. That's what you had recorded. A nigga was looking forward. See you, and you know it. Like summer trees, you told me you never leave at least. That's what you had recorded. Maybe or maybe not. You know what play you forgot. And I'm a stomach, you're not. You better not be ignoring. On your voice, man, I'm recording. No service on your cellular telling you I would never leave. That's what I recorded. I wish I had avoided all the red flags. I ignored them. On my knees, I can't support them. Praying God to help me out. Show me a different route. A map out. Stand out and fly out. Stand out. I'm moving without a doubt. The symmetries I see, they move in triangles. A few angles stay on my hip like nine bangles. Divide the pie, that's three corners from one angle. Nobody in, let no win. That's a sin. Again, I say, let you win. That's a sin. Against all odds and walls, I'm back up. Most of y'all, not at all, I got big balls, big balls. dreams, I'm not y'all, only time to capture us is when the night falls, so protect our black kings and queens at all costs, give it all you got and move with purpose just like a boss, back it up, rack it up, don't count the law, there's a cloud track with you and God, with the claws, angels on standby, with the plows, R.I.P., Big P, Rod hold it down for all my dogs, living heavenly, my weapon reads, trajectory is mine deep, when I see, spirits creep, don't believe, just look at Sam, next to me, you see me, how to be, F-O-E, possibly, S-N-A-K-E-B-E, double A, R-E, of me, I'm talking like a dime, you smoke them like peas, must I repeat, S-N-A-K-E-B-E, double A, R-E,